This is the Church Planting Podcast, brought to you by the Broadcast Network. Broadcast exists to support, train and encourage church planters. For more information about who we are or about the training that we offer, please visit our website at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Broadcast Podcast. Uh, My name is Tom, I'm one of the team at Broadcast and I've got with me Beth Delamare and Tim Simmons, also from the broadcast team. And we're going to be carrying on a series that we've been doing over the last couple of weeks about leadership that we've called Leadership Unleashed. And we're exploring what it is to lead in the context of a local church and particularly how we bring through more leaders. So we've talked a little bit about who gets to have a go at leadership and a paradigm of a low bar to have opportunities to do things, uh, but also a high bar we want to bring people to a good standard in what they do and today we're going to open up one area of leadership that in churches like ours gets talked about quite a lot which is eldership and eldership is something we see in the bible it's one model you could say of church governance and where we see it is when paul and the team that he was with would plant churches into different towns and communities Then when they returned to those places, they'd spend some time with the churches that were there and they would appoint some of those people to a role of elder. And so churches take that as a model and look to appoint a team of elders who can, well, for now we'll just say do some eldering in the church. But (laughs) over this conversation, I'd like to get into what that means, what it doesn't mean, maybe what some people think it might mean, but isn't quite what we see. So uh, let's throw it to you guys. And what what do you think of when you hear the word elder? And then any thoughts on like Bible passages or things that you see elders doing biblically? I mean, I think in, uh, not just now, but if you had said, what does an elder mean? You think what I've seen over my whole life in different churches would often be, they are the senior leadership team. That's what I would observe often quite a lot older than me um, and slightly musty (laughs) (laughs) when I think about that. Um, Yeah, so they're the, actually, when you say elder, that's the first thing that pops into my head. I always think Mm. of the the movie Indiana Jones, I think it's a Temple of Doom, where he has to go to this village and they talk to the elders of the village and it's these really crusty old people and then the rest of the village is young and that, that's what I think of, if that's helpful to you. <laughs> yeah, I think equally, actually, Tim, as you said that, it makes me think of um, one of the Lord of the Rings where there's those trees that meet together and Ents. talk. Ents, yes. yeah. Oh, wow. Talk for a long time, very slowly, about serious things. And don't make a decision. And don't necessarily make a decision. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of what came to my head, or yeah. just growing up in the church and thinking, yeah, like similarly, the elders were a lot older and would have important meetings where they would discuss at length big issues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's funny, isn't it? The word elder. Um, like when I came into church from a non-Christian background, just reminded me of the word elderly. Yeah. Um, and it, it is thinking, uh, it is just the oldest people who we want to respect age and wisdom and uh, who've been around. So it feels like it's just from a different culture where people would listen to the, the sage old people who could then decide the life of the town or the village and apply that into church context mm. so hey maybe that's what we should do be, be ruled by the oldest members of the congregation <laughs> funny isn't it i mean i think in our world of churches the sort of kind of um, new frontiersy house church 
Restoration Church world that it, the elder has almost become this slightly mythical, mystic type <laughs> figure mm. where they, you don't know what they're talking about, mm. and uh, it they can be it can feel like it's quite a locked down group of people, and mm. to become an elder is it's not entirely clear how that would happen. And it takes someone years to get to that point. So it feels like it can be quite a static, non-moving, unmovable group of people that have quite a lot of authority. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, they sound like quite negative things that have come yeah. out. But they, that's all that pops into my head. Yeah, which definitely brings us back to the Ents thing. The <laughs> well, that's I mean, it's a yeah. great yeah. example. Yeah. 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 I mean, like in the movie where they said, you've been here for ages, you haven't decided anything. Yeah. I think any number of times I've got... Frustrated with an eldership team, like it's a basic. Why can't you decide? Well, you've got to have another meeting in a month. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's what Paul had in mind when he was going to these different Old churches. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like, right, who who can just um, yeah? Maybe like, there's a commentary on Tolkien. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, um, but obviously there there are things he had in mind, and I, I think of that passage in Acts chapter twenty when. Uh, he was passing through back near Ephesus on his way to Jerusalem and he called together all the elders from all the local churches in the area and um, it was quite an emotional thing like I think he thought it was the last time he would see them and uh, was sharing some of what he'd been up to telling stories of his ministry and how he'd gone about things but he also shared his heart that look when I'm not around these churches are going to be under the cosh a bit they'll be they call them wolves like people coming in seeking to destroy the flock and laid the commission on this group that he'd gathered together. Look, I want you to watch out for, this is Jesus's flock, it's his church. Keep an eye out for them. Make sure that people who want to come in and teach stuff that's not true and going to destroy people, don't let them do that. And that seems to be the commission that he gives the group there. Um, which to me seems a bit more inspiring than meetings where you argue all, all day and don't get anywhere. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's interesting though, Tim, you pointed out a bit of the context. So obviously people listening might be in a totally different world and yeah. you might not have elders at your church. It might be a, a single pastor model or a vicar or whatever you call them, or maybe you're more congregational and everyone votes on decisions. Um, but in churches like ours that have elders, um, what are some of the things that like, you've seen elders tend to do or kind of just commonly observed models of eldership? Uh, they tend to be the preachers. Um, they tend to be the ones that do the things. <laughs> so, um, like, you know, they get involved pastorally. Um, care for people but kind of running stuff as well so it does seem to be a bit management administration and pastoral mm. um, seems to come through a bit um, mm. yeah just th this is thinking all that I've seen isn't necessarily common on what we do in CCM mm. but um, what I've seen in others um, yeah what, what in other churches you've been in Beth what do you think yeah I think um, I've never really been in a church with a really big eldership team. Often it's been two um, or three. Um, and I was part of a church for a period of time um, that the elder was also the leader and the, you know, manager and they only employed staff as well. Yeah. And so it was quite, there was a lot of, uh, lot of weight on him as being the only one. But in my kind of experience of church, I'd almost, I think probably the mentality of like the elders 
have the last word in, in decision making and yeah. kind of like you said authority yeah. and that element and so um, I think in uh, terms of like seeing Elship teams so there's only been two of them I think that t- like times have potentially been a struggle because um, it's less of like an open conversation and more about I think this and you know kind of I guess yeah. working through it a bit but um, yeah that kind of like um, yeah again I'm not saying necessarily for CCM but my experience of it has been the the final word of decisions lies with the elders. Um, yeah. Yeah, and often that, from my experience, there's been a big remit of what kind of decisions that would be true mm. for. Um, yeah. So elders, when it comes to theology, would, would have the final word, but also in terms of what cups to buy on a Sunday for mm. the service, the elders have the final word <laughs> on that as well and, yeah. and everything in between. And it's mm. like this group of two, three, four, five, however many it is who meet up every week, who discuss what's going on in the life of the church, who figure out everything, decide everything. And then, um, of course, they want to enable and empower other people to do stuff. But really, the the hub of leadership activity mm. seems to come from this eldership group. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely right. And I guess, so even when you're talking, Beth, smaller churches can you know, one to three elders, mm. which actually is, I think it's more difficult mm. than a bigger church with lots. You think, oh, there's lots. How do you get them to agree anything? Mm. But actually there is a, you can kind of get a bit better organised in that way. But if there's just two of you, you know, a decision can get stuck between two people. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I would imagine that's quite a bit of a harder thing to, to navigate. Mm. wouldn't fancy that myself. Definitely. Not at yeah. All. yeah. I think as well, an element of, a leadership team or an eldership team it should um it should reflect the diversity or demographic mm. of the congregation to an extent and i guess if you've just got two elders you know overseeing a church of maybe 150 200 you're potentially dividing the church into one half of the church that is like <laughs> that one elder and the other half yeah. is that like the other and so it can yeah create i don't reckon a lot of difficulty i've seen it create difficulties yeah. in the mm. past in terms of division so i think um yeah, yeah, fuller leadership, eldership team that reflects the church well. well it's a healthier yeah. church. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it reflects the church and hopefully in some way speaks to the town it's in. Mm. Yes. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, I think it's interesting that um, as we're discussing this, we're bringing in words like eldership, but also words like leadership. And uh, in bringing this topic into this series, uh, there is a series about leadership that's looking at... Uh, unleashing leadership in the church Mm. um there's a thought in my mind behind doing this that might be a slightly provocative one but hey it's a podcast and that's what (laughs) these things are for um but it's simply this that eldership and leadership are not the same thing Mm. they're they're different functions and the church works best when they're done by a different group of people now it's not Mm. to say that there can't be overlap and people who are eldering can't also lead but fundamentally, uh, particularly when I read scripture, I, I just don't see it as being the same thing. That the eldership role uh, is a different one within the church. Um, but before we dig in too much to that, I'd just be interested to hear your thoughts on that reflection or comment. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, leadership is a very modern Western, and our version of it is very influenced by business in America. Mm. Um, and the C- CEO model of leader, um, which I don't see whenever you read anything on eldership, mm. 
of what little there is in the New Testament, it doesn't talk about those things right. um, as managerial and organisational. It does talk about oversight and responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is, yeah, so I don't see it as a, a leader thing um, at all, really, actually. That's what you it, it, people are, have to have the ability to take some sort of initiative, mm-hmm. don't they, which perhaps we confuse. Um, but, yeah, the, they must be the leader. And the only way you can be on a leadership team is if you are an elder. I just don't, I don't see it. Mm. Yeah, I guess I think um, I've been part of quite a few churches now. And I think I just get a bit confused by it sometimes because I think the words pastor, elder, leader can be Mm. used interchangeably. Mm. And it's not something you necessarily hear preached from the front of church um, every week or Mm. every month or even every year, maybe. And so I think it does... um, Sometimes there is a bit of a, like you said, like a grey area between what makes a leader and what makes mm. an elder. So I guess, yeah, yeah that's yeah. my question. <laughs> that's, it's a good question. And hopefully by the end of this conversation, <laughs> we've teased it out yeah. a, a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting thinking about when the Bible gives the qualifications for an elder, how many of them are about the way that person's living their life. So it's about their home life, it's about their marriage, it's about their temper, it's about the way they handle their money. And then the only one that you could argue is a kind of ability thing is that they're able to teach mm. and that's in there. But by and large, it's exemplary Christians, people who, who are bossing it, uh, uh, living the Christian life, who you'd say, look to them, do like what they do, imitate mm. that person. Uh, and if a, a community has someone who, well, I mean, Paul would say, imitate me as I imitate Christ. If you could point to that person, say, imitate them as they imitate Christ. That seems to be the biblical portrait of eldership. Um, But if we were to confuse it and make it that eldership is more about being a charismatic leader or being a decision maker or being even a management team for the church where you guys are deciding everything, you guys are um, getting to make all the big calls. What, what, what's the harm in that? So if a church is doing that, what are some of the, the downsides that they might experience through conflating the categories a bit? I think there is something in you want uh, a pathway for people to be able to initiate in their community to actually be able to lead into things, maybe to plant churches, start new ministries, um, whatever that might be, that isn't locked down to only those people who are perceived to be mature enough. Mm. So I think in my journey of growing up and maturity, maturity came by trying things and either succeeding or failing and learning in those places. And you want the elders to actually be people who have gone through that journey, have some wisdom in life and have grown and matured. And even, you know, you read through the 1 Timothy 3 list and, you know, a lot of that is happening in their life, but that tends to come from experience and success and failure. So for me, I always think, well, I want lots of people to be able to lead in church and take initiative and try things without it being there, you must be an elder before you can do that. Mm. Or even this is a pathway to being an elder. Mm. It isn't that the eldership is the end result for good people. Mm. Uh, that feels like that's too locked down to me. So mm. so, yeah. so that's why I think if you're, you're, your senior leadership team is only elders, 
then it's a pretty unique small group of people mm -hmm. and only a certain group have access to being that. Um, and if that's your kind of aspirational path, mm. it, it's not super healthy. I don't, personally, I don't think, Yeah, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't see it as like a progressional thing of, right, you know, site leader, church leader, elder, kind of, it's the same path for everyone. You just got to keep working at it. I don't think so. I don't think in my head there isn't a rule. So mm. I think there will be very good site leaders who we should just let do that or very good evangelists and prophets. Mm. We should just let do that. Mm. Uh, and you wouldn't necessarily, particularly a prophet and the evangelist, want them to be nailed down into right now you have to join um, this, you know, an eldership team or even the senior leadership team. Um, and be locked into the kind of pastoral stuff or management stuff that mm -hmm. may be out of their ballpark anyway. Mm -hmm. So you, you may get the worst of them if you force them into those routes. Mm -hmm. um, yes, but they would need to be kind of, they would need to in some ways submit themselves to, to mm -hmm. that as well at the same. So it, I, I think there just, there shouldn't be a rule. I think yeah. it depends on the person and the church and the, yeah. yeah. I think colloquially what I'd be looking for when I'm thinking, who, who are the elders here? It's who makes this room feel safe. So if I know that there's a congregation of people and maybe one or two key people are away and I imagine the scenario, right, something's going to kick off this morning. Like there's going to be someone come in and share something weird from the front or... Someone's a billboard to... with something on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've been there. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, or, or even someone comes into the room physically and is starting doing stuff that just isn't appropriate and isn't on if i know that person is there mm. i'm confident it's going to get dealt with they'll know what to do they'll have enough standing and stature about them that they'll get respected by the rest of the community as they deal with this issue um they've got the character and um, credibility that people will look to them to be the one to make the room feel secure that makes me think I've got an elder in the room um, and it might be that that person when it comes to upfront leadership doesn't do a lot um, maybe it's not their strength set to be upfront leading meetings preaching all that often um, could be that then there's someone else in the room who they're great upfront they've got um, a, a personality that wins people to them they can make a meeting um, come alive, they're great at teaching the Bible, uh, and they're a good leader, um, but a bit earlier in their journey, and uh, maturity-wise, still working some stuff out. Um, could think of numbers of examples where we've had both of those people in the room, and mm. one would be called a leader or a site leader, mm. the other would be called an elder, mm. and for the two roles to be occupied by separate people, it's something that I'm quite comfortable with, and mm. I think coming back to what you were asking a few minutes ago, Beth, about the difference between a pastor and a leader and an elder, I think that's starting to tease it out a little bit. Mm. Um, certainly the way we do it at CCM would operate with, with that kind of a distinction. Um, yeah, so in terms of then someone becomes an elder, what, what actually have they taken on? Like what, what are they doing in, in that role, if, if it's not leading, if it's not managing the church, what are we actually asking someone to do when we make them an elder? We are recognising who they are. So I think that's, you have to be upfront about that. And like looking at what Paul writes about it, you've got to recognise 
that they are, you know, above reproach, husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, maybe the ability to teach as well, even if it's not a Sunday context, actually, we trust them to use the Bible well and help people use the Bible well. Um, so you're looking for a kind of the character and personality. And beyond that, I always think it depends on the person. So there are some people who will become elders. And I think well, I, I want you to be involved in leading and running and others where I'm not that bothered if they're involved in leading or running particularly, but they bring, like you said, they bring some safety and security uh, to the room. So yeah, that's, we ha we hold it in quite a light touch way. I think mm. eldership, we're pretty laid yeah. back with it. I think it's a very important position, but I think the way we understand it is yeah. more laid back. Yeah, we did a bit of work on it uh, a couple of years ago where we're trying to pin down like a role description for mm. anyone who's coming through into eldership to to talk them through what we're looking for. And the word that we centred it around was guardianship. So mm. thinking of an elder, not, not as a leader per se or a manager, but as someone who can shepherd, steward and guard. And mm. we broke it down into four areas of guardianship. So one of them's around the doctrine of the church. So um, what do we actually believe? What are we teaching? Uh, who's going to be the, the safety net to make sure if there are theological questions or maybe if error is being presented within the church, who, who can get involved and gently, privately where possible, publicly where necessary, speak into those things and correct them. Um, but also guarding the unity of the church. Um, so, yeah, the example of two elders and half the church follows each one of them um, is something that does happen. And there can be splits in churches by disunited eldership. And I think particularly when leadership is loaded on it, people try to lead out different visions can be disastrous. Mm. Um, I think it's important as well in a context where you have more than one Sunday meeting. Absolutely. So the church isn't defined by its Sunday, but yeah. um, it's often the main place where people connect with each other. And mm. um, so if you have multiple meetings, maybe in different parts of your, your locality, then actually having elders that are brought into the whole thing mm. Um, and help people to just not just think, I want my site to do well, I'm not so yeah. worried about the others, but to yeah. actually have a big picture of what it is to serve and love the whole city and the whole church. Yeah. I think that, is, so for us, the unity thing is a big part of, big part of that, isn't yeah. it? It's not even yeah. the people getting behind certain elders, it's my site is more important. Or yes. Even mm. like that, I'm not really even very aware of what else is going on. The elders should, in, at some level, yeah. point to the bigger thing. Yes. Yeah, that for me is a, a fact that where I see a site leader who, like a lot of site leaders who've planted a site, start out organs blazing, I want to make something great of my site. And yeah. you've got to have a bit of that about you to, to plant yeah. and it's the push through. Mentality, isn't it it yeah. is. Um, but when I see someone move beyond that and start to think bigger, that's when the, the eldership thoughts start mm. to cross my mind for them. Um, and then the other two on guardianship, guarding the people. So we've mentioned the idea of wolves that Paul was talking about. And uh, it does happen from time to time. Someone comes into a meeting and their their intentions uh, are not 
pure. They, they're there to cause trouble in some way and having elders who can take responsibility uh, and protect the church. That's yeah. on billboard moment though, isn't it? <laughs> Were you there for that? Yeah, tell the billboard yeah. story, the billboard what happened. Story. So we actually had a guest preacher in, a guy called Liam Thatcher, <laughs> who was preaching. And there had been a guy in the church for a while, on and off, who clearly had mental health issues. And, uh, and then we hadn't seen him for ages. And then I was sat at the front, Liam was preaching. Liam just- I was sat at the back. I you saw him come in. You saw yeah, him come in. I was on words. And uh, I just saw Liam stop and go, oh, hello. And I turned around and look, and there was a guy walking to the front with billboards on, which saying things like, you're, you're rubbish Christians, and you're not, <laughs> you're not radical enough, and you're not going to... And I uh, realised instantly, oh, okay, this is when being an elder is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty rare, but it's like, okay. Mm. So jumped up without saying a word, put my arm around his shoulder, walked him out. And Offered then, him cake on the I way said, out. I said, do you want a bit of cake? Yeah. <laughs> and then very quietly, as we were in the corridor, he didn't say a word yeah. to whole thing said just don't ever come back so which you know yeah, well, there you go. Well, there you go. The the offering cake shows that they're yeah. hospitable quality of an elder. There's a, there's you know, a harbour pastor there. I don't want yeah. really to be hungry, but equally, I'm guarding my people, so I don't want you to come back. <laughs> so take a bit of cake yeah. and leave. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, guard the holiness of the church. So uh, that's through your own personal life and uh, living out the gospel. Um, also, though, through uh, fellowship and hospitality and sharing life with, with those in in your site or in your community uh, to help them grow in their discipleship as well. And I do think that point on sharing your life with people mm. is an important one. And again, it's church model and management thing. I've known churches of 800 with three elders. And most of the congregation don't know any of them. And I find it hard to see how you can be under the stewardship of elders, none of whom know you. That seems a bit um, counterintuitive to me. Yeah, Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think it's interesting when people talk about single service churches that are really big with a small number of senior leaders and then say multi-site means you can't know everybody. Well, you can't know everybody in a room of more than 120 people, Mm. really. So, um, yeah, no, you're right. Very good. I think on the multi-site point, what it does mean is that if there are elders in all of the sites, uh, and the scale we do sites on particularly tend to be somewhere around 40 to 70 people, Mm. it means that everybody does have relationship with someone who's part of the eldership team. Mm. Everyone does know someone and everyone is known by the elders. And it means every elder then is actively bringing that eldership out in a particular community and particular context. So we say you're an elder over the whole thing, but it's lived out on the ground with the community. Um, yeah. Mm. yeah. 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 So... We're going to wrap this conversation up there. We, we hope it does provoke a bit. And uh, if you're a church that has elders, um, hopefully just stir some thoughts on what they do, how they operate, how you think about it. Um, if you don't have elders, then uh, again, hopefully this is provocative in thinking the way you structure and order your church and, uh, and think about that. Um But if it does provoke any questions or thoughts, just reach out to us and we'll be happy to continue the conversation with you further. Um, Otherwise, we'll be back next week with, with more stuff and see you then.